Hey everybody, my name is Anita Kirkbride of Torp Communications and this is Halablab, the show for small businesses in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Join me as I talk to businesses you may be following and some you might not have heard of yet. Hear stories from local business owners like you, how they started, where they're going, and of course, since I'm a social media consultant, how they're using social media. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode, whether you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Oh, there's a little live Hello, Halifax. Welcome back to the Halablab on, yay, a sunny Friday day. It's been rainy almost every Friday that I've been doing this. So yay for sun. Uh, I'm your host, Anita Kirkride, and today I have two lovely guests with me. I have Erin Casey and Suzanne Lively, so welcome, ladies. Uh, Just a couple of things to get out of the way before we start chatting with you guys. For the people who are watching us here on Facebook Live, please interact with us. If you have questions or you want to share a story or you just want to tell us how hilarious we are, we love that. So please interact in the Facebook comments here. If you're watching this on, or if you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to have you join us live on Facebook for a recording. We record every Friday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic on the Twerp Communications Facebook page. So, two guests today for a special reason. I decided that uh, the Hellablab for December, which I know we're not there yet, was going to focus on some lesser known charities or charitable works. Um... But these two ladies have some things coming up sooner than that, and I wanted to get them on so we could help promote that. So we have today with us Erin Elaine Casey. Erin is a writer, editor, and communication expert. For the past five years, she has run her own communication consulting business, serving the business, higher education, not-for-profit, and government sectors, as well as individual authors. Aaron's mission is to spread the gospel of effective and clear communication so we can all connect with the people, services, products, and information we need. A couple of years ago, she started talking about periods and hasn't stopped since. In 2018, she founded Dignity Period, a campaign to help people with periods across Nova Scotia access the supplies they need. And we're going to find out why. And we have Suzanne Lively. Suzanne believes life is about living your values. While she does not profess to be to being successful all the time, she's created a life that reflects her effort. Hopefully we can all say that. The owner of Lively Friends, she focuses on creating space for women to connect and build community. Their signature event is Lively Conversations, a monthly meetup where women gather to share their stories. And I think now meeting in multiple locations every month, if I'm correct. She began Friendly Divas in the fall of 2017. This initiative raises awareness and funds for period poverty. The goal is to sustainably end period poverty. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for joining me today to talk about periods. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. so what let's start with what is period poverty who wants Suzanne to was that? first so I'll let her go first okay Suzanne what's period poverty uh, period poverty is when a menstruating person doesn't have enough money to buy menstrual products and usually unfortunately on a reoccurring basis so it's not usually mm-hmm. a, I mean we've all can probably have had those months growing up where it's been a struggle 
but this is usually people that this is happening to over and over. Yeah. And, and they're having to choose maybe between buying their feminine hygiene products and what food, food. Gro- groceries, yes, groceries. That their children need that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So one in six households in Nova Scotia is food insecure, mm-hmm. which uh, means they can't afford uh, consistently afford nutritious food on a regular basis. So we could probably assume that they also can't afford personal hygiene products. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's at Nova Scotia is the province with the highest rate of food insecurity in Canada. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this conversation just as I was prepping and getting ready and thinking, okay, I'm a, I'm a fairly well-to-do mom. I mean, I'm not struggling for money and I've got two teenage daughters now. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about when I go to the drugstore or the grocery store or wherever to buy this stuff, I think it's expensive. So I can't imagine if I had to choose between that stuff for my daughters and, you know, dinner. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine having to make this choice. So those are the people that we're talking about today that we're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and okay. I think it's important to note that it could really could be anybody like Suzanne, I'm sure you hear this too, but since I started my campaign, just like a couple of, well, just a few weeks ago, really, uh, I've heard from women who are, you know, graduate students, uh, women who have been on income assistance uh, because they didn't have a job for six or seven months or mm-hmm. who are, who, who are on income assistance now, uh, women who grew up in poverty. It could be someone you know, I promise, who has who is either struggling with this or has in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, similar to homelessness. We don't realize how many people have experienced that yeah. because they don't talk about it, right? They come to work. They seem fine. We don't go around asking women, do you have enough stuff for your period? No. No, it's very taboo subject, I think, in general. I think that's changing, but imagine people don't like to talk about that as as it is let alone if you're deficient in products yeah absolutely so tell me how did you get started we'll start with with Aaron how what was the trigger for starting this fundraising effort well so it's 2018 now so Christmas of 2016, I, I, I was aware of period poverty uh, generally. And, and in fact, I think we hear more about period poverty in developing countries. Um, so I was aware of it. And I also was becoming aware that it was an issue right here in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I decided at Christmas time that I was just going to do a little collection amongst my friends and colleagues and so on. So I, I just put up, a, I think, a note on Facebook and I ended up with, I don't know, three or four recycling bags full of products. I thought, oh, you know, that was easy. So last Christmas, I had a a pad party (laughs) at my house where I just sort of was at home for an afternoon and invited anyone who wanted to come over to come and have a cookie or a glass of wine and drop off a donation. And I ended up with about 16 or 17, like big recycling bags full of stuff with like kind of minimal effort. And I thought, okay, well, well, that was pretty easy. Uh, And also inspired by Suzanne, who started last year. um, And her approach too is really important around the sustainability. And I'll let her talk about that. But Suzanne also really inspired me to take it bigger and take it more provincial and, you know, made me realize that this is something that people really want to talk about. Uh, So this year, I, I let a couple of friends convince me to take this provincial. Uh, that's Andrea Hewitt and, and Sheila Strong, who are my corporate volunteers from 
McGinnis Cooper law firm. So, uh, so, you know, with their a little bit of encouragement, uh, we did this and it's just basically it's a Facebook page and an email address. And we now have 30 plus parties happening across the province where people are collecting and donating, uh, donations, you know, pads and tampons, disposable products in my case. And we also do get some cups, which go right to Suzanne. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's just, it, it just kind of took on a life of its own. I mean, I haven't boosted a post. I haven't like, you know, it's just people really want to help with this and are ever are hungry to talk about it. Well, it's, you know, I think again, I think about my two teenage daughters and the fear of not having what you need when you need it right? No, no teenage girl, no woman wants to be walking down the street and not have access to the stuff she needs, mm-hmm. right? It's just, yeah. So it is a really interesting yeah. phenomenon. And even to- just, if you just say to someone, just imagine, right? Just imagine for a minute that you don't have anything and you can't get anything. Yeah. Like you ever, every single person goes, <gasps> you know, like it's horrifying. Yes. And I think we've all had the experience where we've run out and you're in a public place over the years. But imagine if that's the entirety of your like cycle. Yeah. That that's the case. I, I remember. <laughs> we'll try not to go into TMI here. <laughs> oh, no, we have to tell. Please, Please do. Yes. Part well, of it. I just I just remember last month being at the Halifax Shopping Center. And being a couple of days early. So being finding myself at the Halifax Shopping Center in the middle of a shopping spree, unprepared and thinking, shit, <laughs> what's going to happen here? Because, you know, yeah, I didn't have anything. Now, I'm in a position where if it was if I really needed to, I could go buy it. But some people can't just walk in and buy it. Or some people need to wait till it's on sale mm-hmm. or, you know, need to go to the dollar store because they can only afford a dollar's worth. Or what yep. if they need to go to the food bank and, yeah. they, don't, and they don't have supplies, which Erin is helping with that because that was a common theme I heard as well mm-hmm. last year where there weren't enough uh, menstrual products in those locations. That's yep. interesting because I would never have thought of donating menstrual products to the food bank. You think of food, right? You don't think of yep. the other things that might be needed. So Suzanne, before we go too much further, what was the trigger for you to start Friendly Divas? Well, I've been a Diva Cup user for about seven or eight years, and I started, yeah, Erin too. I can't, I can't, but good for you. Okay. (laughs) And those of us that love our cup, as soon as you say, mention Diva Cup, that's the first response is, oh, I love my cup. But I discovered them because I went off on a sort of environmental Mm -hmm. spree, and that's how I discovered what they were. And I'm saying that because not everybody actually still knows what a menstrual cup is today. So that's been... uh, there's a huge educational component to what I'm doing. And that's one of, one of those um, streams is what is a diva cup? Yeah. And I can't, honestly, I've told this story so many times, but I don't remember the real clincher that kind of made me say, I'm doing this. I think it just occurred to me one day, I realized that people didn't have money and I'm sure I've saw some things about like Africa, like mm-hmm. uh, developing countries like Aaron mentioned. So it, the seed was planted somewhere along the way. I knew that they were doing this to help. But then I just decided this is if women don't have, it's like it occurred to me, you know, one of those moments that you have that changes everything. It occurred to me, oh, my God, if women don't have money for food and they don't have money for their kids to have food, what are they doing every month? Mm-hmm. And then it just occurred to me that a menstrual cup is such a perfect solution because of the longevity. 
So besides even the um, environmental aspect that I love and many others love, there's the reality that it's a solution that lasts long term. So it can last two to five years. And I thought if a woman is having to go somewhere every month to get product, well, this would one, alleviate that. And the stress of not having to worry about that every month for money to me just sounds uh, amazing. And I thought it's the perfect solution. And then I thought, well, why isn't somebody doing it? <laughs> so you, so you, had, you had a divine download. Yes. And then I realized, <laughs> I don't think it's that nobody was doing it purposefully. I just think nobody, it, it hadn't occurred to anybody to do it. And I thought, okay, well, I have the means to start something online. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to open up shop, but I can try this and see what happens. So that's what I did. I just tried it and it was successful. And was last year your first year? Yes, fall of 2017, I did the first online campaign. Right, because yeah. I think I I met you at the Center for Women in Business, and you had just really just launched. Yes, and the other thing was I had thought of it months before <laughs> that, and I kept, I forgot about this piece till now, I kept telling people at parties like, like the Center for Women in Business and networking events, kind of like a crazy woman, but I think I just thought it was such a fantastic idea that if, People knew they go do it. <laughs> and, and I was so busy. I didn't really have time. I hope somebody else would just hear it and take off with it. But nobody did. So eventually I said, well, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to try. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I think Suzanne, you've single-handedly gotten probably hundreds of women in Nova Scotia using these diva cups, not only women in need through donations, but also lots of women. Like uh, I'm involved with queen pins, the networking mm -hmm. fundraising group. And, and we, uh, uh, help Suzanne out at one of our events. And I don't know how many, how many diva cups did we sell at that event? Yeah. Like at least 30. Yeah. At least. To, you know, all kinds yeah. of different women. So you've single-handedly, uh, probably prevented, you know, thousands of disposable products from going into the landfill every month. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't want to say who, because I don't have permission to exactly tell this story. Although some people are going to be able to figure out who I'm talking about. <laughs> Somebody very close to me in my life uh, was was traveling to Africa or traveling to third world areas and uh, basically realized I'm going to be staying in houses that don't have uh, bathrooms like we're used to. They don't mm -hmm. have toilets and they, they're going to have outhouses and what am I going to do? I'm going to be there through multiple periods what am I going to do? What do women do in those situations? So she started researching it. And that's when she discovered the diva cup. And that's probably about six or seven years ago. That was the first time I'd heard of it. I didn't know such a thing existed. Mm -hmm. So we just, we need to tell people it's, I I'm telling people about it all the time, even though I can't quite bring myself to use it. <laughs> so Anita, I've been using uh, a reusable cup since mm -hmm. I was 21 and I'm now 48. Yeah. So these things have been around for a long time and people are just kind of starting to figure it out. Yeah. Where were they? Were they just not available in Canada or were they hiding behind the prescription counter? <laughs> well, I discovered since last year that the first place to, to sell them in Halifax was Venus Envy. Yeah. Ah. yeah. And then when I bought mine, it was uh, Planet Organic at the time it was called and they were only in specialty shops but in the right. last year even that's that's shifted and i see them in drugstores yeah. i've seen them at walmart mind you in walmart they were at a very bottom shelf i don't i don't think they were selling i'm not sure if they're still there <laughs> you know i think i ordered mine by mail my very first one i ever got was a mail order because it was yeah. pre even pre-internet really huh. so 
I think they've existed like literally for decades, haven't they, oh, Suzanne? Um, Shannon said, who, Shannon Hardy, I want to give her a shout out because she's really been yeah. doing presentations for Friendly Divas to a lot of the training people and a lot of the younger people telling them what this product is. I think she said the other day, this might never be exact, but they've been around for like over a hundred years. They've yeah. been around a long time. Wow. Yeah. And they've, they're very popular in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's not the first time I've heard somebody say that Atlantic Canadians are a little bit behind in some things. So maybe, well, maybe yeah. this is what we need. We just need people talking about it more. We yeah. Just need and I, and I think out. Suzanne and I talk about this a lot that it would be wonderful if everybody was using Diva Cups because of the sustainability and because of the cost savings, but they're not the solution for everybody for sure. a variety of reasons, um, including, you know, uh, you know, discomfort, maybe cultural reasons, maybe you're a 13 year old girl and you're not ready. So my teenage daughter says that's advanced level menstruation. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so, you know, there's lots of reasons why people might still want to use disposable products, which is why I started this sort of a compliment to what Suzanne is doing. Um, and I think too, another challenge can be if products are being distributed through something like a food bank, you know, that like say that male volunteer behind the counter at the food bank might not be comfortable handing out a diva cup or might not be prepared to do the education or whatever. Why, let, so let's talk about ball. that for a second. I, this is a bit of a tangent, but why is it that people are so, especially men, why are they so embarrassed to, to do that, to hand them over or to go pick them up for the wife who's sick at home with PMS or whatever, because clearly if a guy is walking through the drugstore with a package of pads in his hand, I mean, clearly it's not for him. So I don't know well, if we can say that anymore. Actually, actually yes. <laughs> but yes, no, you okay. actually raise an important yeah. point, right? Suzanne, like, so we, Suzanne and I often will say people with periods are menstruating people. Yes. Because not everyone who has a period identifies as a woman or a girl. Mm -hmm. And that I've been corrected on that uh, yeah. since I started many times I've learned uh, a different language, which actually is not even, it was a tiny shift as somebody pointed out. Instead mm -hmm. of saying men, women, I just say menstruating people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a great point. So I'm glad I asked yeah. it then because yeah. Um, yeah, I, now that I think about it, yeah, there are reasons yeah. why a man could be needing those. Yeah. And, and sometimes for trans or non-binary people, accessing products could be a challenge for a variety of reasons. Like if you're, sure. you know, if you're not out, out, you know, or, yeah. uh, uh, and also, you know, um, there can be higher rates of poverty in those communities. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it is important to be inclusive about that. And, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's good that we got that in there. Yeah, yes. no, I stand corrected. I, I'm a firm believer in prove me wrong because that means I learned, right? <laughs> so absolutely. I just, I just learned something. And I'm um, really happy. We did go in the spring into McPhee creative learning center in Dartmouth. Mm -hmm. And we had a closed discussion. It was with transgendered youth. So we distributed 20 Diva Cups in the spring. So awesome. people are aware. Um, sometimes that's a better option as well mm -hmm. for transgender. Not all, of course, but yeah. Yeah. So that was that leads into my next question. Where are you guys distributing the stuff that you're co collecting? Who's Who's receiving it? Suzanne, go ahead. Okay, so I was grateful for this because I actually put my uh, totals down on one piece of paper. And I just want to say this. 
that I just broke my water glass. <laughs> so besides that, um, I've distributed, when this round is finished uh, in the next month, we've distributed 622 Diva Cups. Wow. Yeah, in 2018. So I'm really happy about that. And in 2018 alone. So the campaign that I did in 2017, we didn't actually distribute the cups until okay. that was in the fall. I didn't get the money until the, it, that campaign ended December 30, uh, yeah, 31st. Mm -hmm. So I distributed those cups technically in the winter of 2018. And I'm still in the midst of that. And a short answer to this. We have been to Sheet Harbor, down into Sheet Harbor. And I was just approached by a sexual health center in Sydney. So we'll be going there as well. Sydney, that's in Cape Breton, for those that don't know. And is my thing okay now that I sent everything flying? Yep, yeah, you're good. Okay, and we're going to Lunenburg. And so, and we had a meeting. There's no simple answer to this. I have a list, basically. So what's happening, especially right now, this, I focused on the youth, this, this campaign for the fall. And that is looking very different, meaning... I'm not out there campaigning for money. That's about to happen in a month. But anyway, interesting timing. I've been more focusing on going in and meeting people and talking to them and trying to access their clients and see how we can work together. Because I can't just hand out cups like you might be able to do um, tampons for some of what we already mentioned, yeah. educational components. Some people don't know what they are. They don't know why it would benefit them. Yeah. And, you know, it's challenging to access youth period. You know, a stranger coming in to talk about their periods would be bizarre. Um, so for example, this month we're going to Halifax Citadel High. I'm working with a counselor there and she's pulling together 30 to 50 kids. And there's a huge, um, immigrant population. I didn't realize in Clayton park that mm -hmm. could benefit, yeah. uh, for these diva cops as well as what Aaron's doing. So we're kind of sharing information mm -hmm. and helping each other out where we can. And, you know, we've been Phoenix youth. I'm not, I'm probably missing people. I don't know if I answered the question. So this campaign, I basically sent out a bunch of emails trying to access youth and people are coming back. We're doing St. George's uh, youth net in Halifax North. So right now we're going to Bedford, Halifax um, North. We're going to take action society over in Dartmouth North next week. So yeah, we've been across the board, I think. What, what's your total goal for this year? You've already distributed 600. What's your goal for the end of the year? Well, I'm not finished the 600. I will be next month. Mm -hmm. um, and we're also doing the Native Council of Nova Scotia, which, by the way, is going across the province. So I'm really happy about that. Great. I met with them a couple weeks ago. So we've we'll finish distributing those. And I'm hoping still that people hear that we exist. Mm -hmm. You know, there's many schools that I know that could um, benefit their students are living um, below the poverty line that this is an issue so i'm still hoping to we're going to need 200 more diva cups by i would say the end of december into january and that's about five thousand dollars okay yeah so that's at least we'll need probably 200 more right yeah okay and aaron where are you distributing your pad party stuff so so at this point, like I, I think we have in the sort of 30 plus range of parties and events, uh, we've collected probably about six or 700 like packages so far, but we're in the very early stages of actually knowing how much we have. So I, I've partnered with Feed Nova Scotia. And so they'll accept, obviously they'd accept donations anyway, but they, they're, they've kind of helped me uh, get in touch with their 145 member agencies. So 
really no matter where you are in the province, there's at least one agency close to you and probably several that will accept uh, donations of pads and tampons. So, um, you know, it's nice because people often, if they're having a party, they'll say, well, can I, can I keep my donations in my community? Like someone messaged me on the weekend and said, can I keep my donations in St. Margaret's Bay? And I can say, yes, there's a food bank in St. Margaret's Bay. So you can do that. Um, I'm also telling people though, in some cases, people have a particular charity or group that they want to support that isn't officially a Feed Nova Scotia affiliate. And of, co of course, that's totally fine. Like at the end of the day, right. I know that these products are gonna get to the people who need them and that's really all I care about. But it's nice to be able to say to people, here's a list, uh, pick somebody. And it also allows me to say to people, uh, you, can take, you can take your stuff and go. And donate it so i don't have a house full of pads and tampons which <laughs> you I don't do have 17 year. recycling bags yeah. in your garage yeah. full of it. so um so that's worked out really well so i really appreciate being nova scotia's uh support and they've been really great to work with around this um and because there's a lot of places like you know even if you don't have uh, an organization in your community like schools need them right. uh you know, women's centers need them, um, supportive housing for women, transition houses, uh, women who are incarcerated need these products, uh, women who have recently come out of incarceration need these products, you know, so uh, there's, I promise you there's some churches, like I promise you there's some organization in your community that needs this stuff. Right. Okay, well, let's talk about how people listening can help how can we, are you, so you're collect, you're having pad parties, Erin, where people can have a party and instead of bringing yeah. whatever they bring. Yeah. So pad parties can look, look uh, and this is an important note, pad parties can look like almost anything. So it can actually look like a party. You can have a party and invite your friends and neighbors and colleagues and serve food and people bring a donation. But I have had several people do online parties. So they might open it up for two weeks and they post on their event and post every time someone brings in a donation. So you can do it that way. You can have people just drop stuff off to you at your house or put a box in your cubicle at work. You can do it at your place of worship. Uh, you can even just stick it onto something else you're doing. So if you have book club and you have four friends coming over, like no, no effort is too small. Mm -hmm. um, and lots of people are doing that, just kind of sticking it onto something that they're already doing. And I will say, because you asked about men a little while ago, my husband <laughs> is having a man pad party. Oh, really? Wow. Yes, he is. In uh, a couple of weeks, I guess. And he's already, he immediately, he invited, I think, 30 or 40 guys. And he immediately got 12 uh, positive RSVPs, you know. Uh, so actually men, do, in my experience, men are very keen to help with this. Uh, I've really never had anyone go, ew, gross. I had a guy I didn't even know give me 20 bucks in a superstore lineup last Christmas. Like, because <laughs> I had a big pile on the conveyor, right? And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I told him and he gave me 20 bucks. Wow. I, I actually think men are looking for ways to be good allies and to support women and uh, looking for ways that they can do good. And this is a really concrete way that they can do that. Mm -hmm. So to finish answering the question, if you wanna have a party, you can uh, visit our Facebook page. It's at dignity period campaign, or you can email me at dignity period campaign at gmail.com. And we're just asking people to register their parties with us because that way we can count them. And at the end of this say, hey, look how awesome we did. So yeah, it's that easy. Thanks. Kim has actually, uh, I think, dropped a link in the comments there um, with a link to your Facebook page. Oh, so people you. can 
can check that out. Um, Suzanne, how can we help Friendly Divas this year? Right. Before we move on, I just want to say that it's even if people are not in a position to donate at this point and they're on social media, because a lot of us are, especially Facebook, is to spread particularly Aaron's dignity period and let people know that this is happening because I have literally sent that link out to the lady that I was speaking with in Lunenburg and the lady in Sydney, because that doesn't mean they're necessarily hearing about this and they desperately need products in those areas. So this is a quick way for them to raise initiative. And I just say that because the one in Lunenburg specifically said, that they had limited because I approached her last spring. They had limited interest in that from that area, about 21 uh, cups I'm sending down, but there's a huge problem, but they're not all willing yeah. to entertain the idea of a diva cup. So I yeah. sent the link to Aaron's um, dignity period. And I'm just saying that because I think that's as important, even if you don't have money, or even if you yeah. are going to have a period party, poverty um, party, is to spread the message as much as possible because that's a huge part of what we're both doing is, hey, this is a problem. And in the last year, it's one of the biggest things I've heard as well is, oh, I never even thought of that. I never thought that was an issue. I never thought of that. So I just wanted to say that and you can do the same with Friendly Divas, just uh, spread the message. And that's what's most important for me at this point. I don't, um, it'll be about a month before I have something. Well, after this talk, maybe I should just put it up now. Uh, I'll put up a link that if you want to donate money, I guess I wasn't as concerned because I was focusing more on um, reaching the youth. And I've been having a lot of meetings and uh, we've been really busy this month going in and doing presentations. So it was kind of uh, my focus, but in a month, my focus is going to be money. So I'll put it up in the next couple of days. And you know, that could be a great Christmas gift. Like seriously, if you have to, if you want to buy a gift for a friend, but she has everything, buy a diva cup, you know, like there's lots of people. Now you hear them saying, Oh, I don't need anything. Don't buy me anything for Christmas. I don't need any more stuff. Like this is a great alternative to buying more stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say in case that, cause I know I forgot this is that one of the things with the menstrual cups as well is that because they are 35 to $45 in the store, they're a barrier for somebody that's ha- being challenged by period poverty to yeah. actually buy one, even though they know intellectually this will help them for two to five years, the barrier is high. So that's yeah. the other thing with the diva cups. And even um, it's another reason why we're not just randomly dropping them off as well. Cause even for us to buy them to donate, it's, it's, it's costly. So um, I paid $40 for one at shoppers yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why did you do that by the way, Eric? Oh, this here's is our funny. segue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was uh, on the phone the other day with Beth McKay, who's of Bodacious Voices, who's having a a party on the 22nd, and Suzanne and I will both be there. Uh, And if you want to find out about that, you can visit the Dignity Period Facebook page. So I was on the phone with Beth, and we were yakking about the event and about period poverty and stuff. And that morning, I had accidentally dropped my diva cup in the toilet. Yes, it happens. Okay, so I dropped it in the toilet and immediately pulled it out and thought, oh, well, you have to boil it. That's how you, so you, you boil them to clean them. So I thought, no problem. I'll put it on the stove and I'll boil my diva cup. I got so engrossed in my conversation with Beth that I boiled it dry and fried it to ashes. Oh, so while talking about period While poverty. talking about periods and period poverty, I destroyed my diva cup. So I had to run out to shoppers and buy a new one for which I paid $40. How wow. many were on the shelf at a curiosity? Did you know? Uh, I want to say, I actually took a picture. 
Oh, okay. Because I was curious about that. Oh, I was going to put uh, Diva Cups uh, uh, all behind me, a wall of Diva <laughs> Cups, and then I forgot. Ah. Okay. So I can actually tell from the photo, Suzanne, there are about five or six of each size. Okay. So I just asked yeah. that because I thought if actually everybody, if there was a sudden run on Diva Cups around town in the next month, it, there, wouldn't act, there wouldn't be enough <laughs> in the stores. So I'll definitely put up... Um, a page where you can donate if you want for Christmas well, because you won't be able to find them all. But yeah. but let's see if we can make that happen. Let's yes. let's make Diva Cups the Cabbage Patch Kid of the Year. <laughs> okay, ladies. So if you go in a store and there aren't any on the shelf, you need to talk to the vendor. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. So okay, because you know I'm a social media consultant, uh, I want to hear how are you using social media to get the word out about these things, these this issue and these events okay well i'll just say for me my <laughs> online campaign last year was only successful because of social media i mean it did end up in the newspaper i think you've been in the newspaper aaron as well this round but that kind of there's only certain people you know we only yeah. have eyes in so many places as you know that even with social yeah. media so the more people share i it just wouldn't have happened on my end without yeah. social media well and i would say for me uh and I only do Facebook for this. Mm -hmm. Like it's basically just me, right? Just like it's, you know, Suzanne and I both have some help, but it's, it's, you know, it's mostly just you monitoring the communication piece. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just decided this has to be manageable. So I only use Facebook and the, I was, I've been shocked by the engagement. And to be honest, I'd never even done anything like that before. Like I, I learned how to draft posts and schedule them and upload videos like I'd never done any of that stuff before I just used it personally so it's been great because I'm learning a ton just about how what you can do with Facebook um, but I can't believe the traction that it's gotten me like like thousands and thousands and thousands of people see the videos and uh, and share them and I just and I like I said I haven't boosted a single post and, and I don't say this to take a bunch of credit because I don't know what I'm doing I really don't. But uh, what it is, is it's the topic Yes, like, that, that people are just desperate to talk about this. There's so much like I want to echo something Suzanne said a minute ago, like there's so much shame and still attached to periods and menstruation and women's health. There's so much shame. And uh, for me, just as important as the donations is the conversation and getting people to talk about this and getting periods out of the closet because there's no empowerment without dignity right like if a woman has a woman or a person with a period has no dignity has a sock in their underwear like i'm sorry you know or can't go to work or can't go to school like there's no way to make your life better if you can't even if you're like basically uh chained to your biology in that way it's just not right. fair so the ultimate goal is free stuff for everybody, Suzanne. Right? That's right. Well, speaking of that, what do you think about Mount St. Vincent University? Yay! <laughs> so for those that don't know, Mount St. Vincent University, a, a primarily female-based university here in Halifax, made menstrual products free for all students, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Correct, because I, I haven't really followed the story very much, but that's my understanding. Yeah, they did this, this, I think they announced it at the end of August, mm -hmm. where they, uh, they're going to provide pads and tampons free to all students who need them. Yeah, yeah, which my son actually just started at the mouth this fall. So I was, I was like, yes, that's awesome. And it's yeah. a great initiative. And I actually don't think like there's, I should have this at my fingertips, but there's some data out there about how much it would actually cost the government to 
provide this stuff to women in need. And actually, Scotland is doing that. Isn't that yes. right, Suzanne? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the country of Scotland is providing women and girls in need with, or people with periods with these products for free. Wow. Yeah. So can be done. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I know there's, uh, I've seen at least two pad parties uh, on Facebook. So people are using Facebook events to yeah. get the word out about those. One is Beth McKay's Bodacious. Yep. So one, one that I really want to promote is the McGinnis Cooper one, which is okay. uh, on November 21st. McGinnis Cooper is having their, their are my corporate sponsor. So they're hosting a pad party at their gorgeous downtown offices at Purdy's Wharf. Beautiful view, incredible view, uh, 430 to 630. They would like you to RSVP, which you can do through my page. Uh, the event is there. So that should be really fun. Uh, I'm making punch. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. Hopefully it'll be, it'll be red. I'll just say yeah, of that. Course. Yes. Of course. Uh, and then there's, there's a few other businesses like Willow Aesthetics Boutique, Aerobics First are both uh, doing um, uh, pad collection, pad tampon collection associated with events that they've got going on and uh, Sisu Women's Self-Defense. So if you know Joan Helson, if you've ever seen Joan at an event or taken a, a self-defense course from her, she's doing a women's self-defense workshop on the 24th, which is almost full but there might be a couple spots left. So yeah, lots of ways to take part if you don't want to do your own party for sure. Right. Well, and if you don't want to participate in somebody else's, maybe you've got a great group of friends that hasn't gotten together for a while. Have, have a little pet party yourself and get together and eat some chocolate and wine and, talk and just enjoy and talk about periods. That's right. Yeah. yeah. At every party that I have, people have had, I don't even know if I've told you this, Suzanne, but every party, there are cups are being donated. Oh, good. So it's totally cool to do that too. And if, if those cups aren't like, so that the party host doesn't have somewhere specific for those to go and they give them to me, they go to Suzanne. Awesome. I love yeah. to see the collaboration because, yeah. you know, we're, it's, it's a small enough city and you're yeah. working on the same yeah. problem. So why be why compete you're you're helping each other so i think that's just great that's why i wanted to have the both of you on at the same time not because i didn't want to talk about periods twice <laughs> <laughs> well you know what's interesting is that i found and all women seem to want this resonates with all women yeah not even just i'm glad men are coming aboard but I, <laughs> somebody asked me what's the different reaction i've had from the genders and i said well both when I mentioned diva cups are like, or period poverty, if they don't know what that is, they're like, well, what is that? And I I'll tell them the only difference I found is that with men, the conversation ended and with women, it got more rambunctious and continued on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Everybody wants to talk about it. All women yeah. get that this is an issue. I think, and everyone wants to help. Most people just didn't realize it was a problem to begin with. So thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah it's been really great. So to close this out, the best ways to help are contact Aaron to host a pad party or check out the Dignity Period Facebook page to see where there's one happening nearby that you can participate in yeah. or stop by McGinnis Cooper on your way out of downtown on your way home on the 21st. Yeah, Wednesday the 21st. Wednesday the 21st. 6.30. Probably just in time to see the sunrise over the har sunset mm -hmm. over the harbor from their office. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Their office is beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, and then watch for Friendly Divas to put out information about how you can donate to that campaign as well. Maybe the next time you're at the grocery store, I'm going tonight. Maybe the next time you're at the grocery store, the drugstore, you pick one up. And um, even, you know, even if you can't get a hold of Suzanne, put it in the food box yes. for the food bank um, yeah. and help help them out that way. 
Absolutely. Um, and do it year round. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Any last thoughts you want to share with us about the topic? I don't know. I was going to say about the grocery store, a lot of us collect things like PC optimum points. So watch for offers, watch for like, I went and bought, I don't know, I think it was 40, $50 worth of product about a month ago. And I got half of that back in points. Nice. So then I can roll that over again and buy more stuff. So it's a, there are lots of little tricks, little tricks. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's great. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining me. Um, and thanks to everybody who was commenting. We did have a few people commenting in Facebook here. If you're watching on the podcast, uh, you know, write to me. Let me know if you need information. We'll be putting all the links on the podcast page as well. So thanks for joining us. If you're interested in being featured on the Halib Lab some week, we're now booking in January. But please send me a message and let me know. You can find me on all the social media networks or at twerp.ca. That's T-W-I-R-P. Or you can just email me at info at twerp.ca. We will see you next week. And stay social, Halifax. Thank you, Anita. Thank you. Thanks for listening this week. You can catch the Halib Lab live every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Twerp Communications Facebook page or catch the replay on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twerp.ca for links to everything we mentioned in this episode. And while you're there, you'll probably want to grab one of the freebies available to help small businesses manage their own social media marketing. If you run a small business in the Halifax area and you'd like to be featured on Halablab, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at twerp.ca. That's info at twirp.ca. Talk to you next week.